0: Welcome to our multicultural group. It's an honor to have all of you here. The purpose of this group is to create a community where your cultural uniqueness is understood and celebrated and to connect with like-minded business professionals for the purpose of generating organic business, sharing information, tools, and ideas. I wanna thank our sponsors, Hispanic Network Community. Today, we have a panel of speakers who have a wealth of wisdom to share with us And in the interest of time, instead of doing our regular introductions like we normally do, we'll stay do our intros during the breakout sessions. I will um, start introductions for our first speaker is Mabel Katz. She's an author, an inspirational key and inspirational and keynote speaker, seminar leader, transformational coach, peace ambassador. The work she does is consistently transforming businesses and improving lives. Her unique presentation goes to people's core and soul and gives them the tools they need to create long-lasting results. Many have said she has changed their lives. Our second speaker is Mark Fingerman, and he is a mediator for civil disputes with an emphasis on business, family business, partnerships, trust, and estate disputes. He practices (coughs) mindfulness-based mediation, offers mindfulness training for companies, professionals, and individuals. And our moderator today is Jorge Rabasso. He's an insurance broker and has been in the financial protection business for over 30 years, helping people with health, disability, long-term care, and life insurance, and helping with their employee benefit packages. He represents numerous carriers, which enables him to shop for the best products at the best price, customized for each situation. He's also the founder and chairman of the Hispanic Network Community, former Hispanic Business Network, which is our sponsor. So now I'll hand the meeting over to Jorge so he can lead us the next step.
1: Okay, perfect. I'm going to start, but now you know we have Preston. He had come just at time. So Preston, got <laughs> <can> you... <laughs> Can you talk about him? So
0: yes. Preston, um, thank you for, sharing, for coming. Um, Preston is a real estate intermediary with Rose City Realty Inc. He bundles his capital market knowledge with local real estate market expertise to successfully complete most types of real estate transactions, regardless of size or c- complexity. Back okay. to you, Jorge.
1: So now the first question. The first question is gonna be for Mabel. Mabel I know you for a long time. I have a lot of admiration for you and you Thank have you. been working in, you know, this helping people all around the world. And the reason why we choose you to be here is because you really deserve it. So Mabel, what is the biggest mistake someone can make in their life?
2: Not to go out of their comfort zone or, uh, you know, buy into the fear, not going for their dreams. I think uh, we really need to trust ourselves more, to believe in ourselves more. Um, basically, I, I would say that's, I think, the, the biggest mistake. Not being yourself, paying attention what other people think of you instead of uh, working on what you think about yourself. Um, that's the biggest change in my life. I used to be a tax accountant and... Um, And making all those changes, you know, forgiving, you know, letting go of the past, living more in the present, not worrying so much about the future. So all those changes will help you to go through your fears, feel the fear and do it anyway. That was one of the first books I read, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, So it's really going for your dreams, I would say. Not going for your dreams would be the biggest mistake, not believing in yourself.
1: Because you gotta like, have all your life why you didn't do that. Oh yeah. And and then you'll regret. And you will regret for yeah for something that you didn't do. Right? That's a big mistake. You're right. Thank you, Marvel. Sure. Mark, Mr. Fingerman, how how about you? What is what, is, what do you think is the is the biggest mistake
3: someone can make in life? Hang on one second. Then I'm presenting, so I'll give you a more direct feed to my voice. Um, So um, that's an interesting question, uh, because there's a lot of ways to approach it. So I'll just take the most direct route. I think the biggest mistake that someone can make is not realizing or forgetting that. It's all in your mind. What does that mean? That means that necessarily everything you experience is in your mind, because the world is out there. There's There's an objective world that's constantly in motion that has forms and motion and, and interactions that we see, but it's being mediated by the brain and by our senses. Now that sounds like, well, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, but people forget it. They forget it, and what does that mean? That means that people, I see this as a mediator, as a former traveler, people get into conflict over perceptions and viewpoints. You know, the two people looking at the same thing, see something different, necessarily so. And it's such a fundamental aspect to just realize that you are in complete control of how you interpret reality. You know, give an example. (laughs) Somebody says, so-and-so is upsetting me because they're doing this. And my question to them is, who's upsetting who? That person's just doing that. They're not doing that to intentionally upset you you're, you are reacting to that in a way that's upsetting. You can change your mind and change how that affects you. It's just that simple. And ultimately, ultimately we can choose to live with a foundational sense of joy and joyfulness. Joy is our birthright. We're inherently joyful creatures. Let's try it right now. Okay. I can show you in three breaths. Okay. Just sit up in a way that you're comfortable and upright. And you can keep your eyes open if you want to close them. Empty the lungs completely. And bring up a half smile. This is the key. Bring up a half smile. And take three full deep breaths in and out of the nose. And there you go. If you do that, any time that you hit a block, any time you're in pain, I'm an athlete, and I, I, I'm an aging athlete, I'm in physical pain quite a bit. Even in the midst of pain, you can joy is always there, okay? And you can infuse it, you can make it a habit. So remember that it's all in your mind, you can choose to be joyful.
1: Thank you, Mark, thank you very, very much, thank you. Mr. Preston, how you doing? Look forward to hear you. What is the biggest mistake someone can make in their life?
4: First of all, thank you for the opportunity to speak again, Jorge, and my apologies. Technical difficulties will get you every time. No matter how great your computer is, technology will get you, so my apologies. Um, I have to echo what Mabel is saying, not Mabel, but Mabel is saying that, you know, If you have a dream, you must go after you owe it to yourself to pursue whatever your dream is. Some people come to California looking to become a movie star. Other people have the thought that they want to become an astronaut and other people want to see their life on Broadway. And some people just want to be an attorney or a doctor. Whatever it is you have, you owe it to yourself to always be able to say that you look, you can look in the mirror and say, I tried. I gave it my best. My dream was there. I tried. I succeeded or it wasn't meant to be. But at least you know that you set forth, you made the plan, and you went after what you were seeking. So there's nothing wrong with what Mabel was saying is that you have to go for your dreams. You owe it to yourself to never look back and think, I never tried. Because your dreams are probably some of the most important things that you can have right in front of you. Is it something that you can go after, attain and look back on and say, success was mine. I had it. Or I had the right to fail, I did, but at least I know that I tried. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Preston. You know, something that, that always brought my attention is that we, if we are from different communities, if we are from different cultures, most of the time, the answers go into the same direction. And that was called universal law. So um, we all agree, you know, that we had to live the life at, 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 in full. So, the second question is: I'm going to do this question to Mr. Fingerman, Mark. I always the reason you are in this panel is because I always had the admiration from you. How you help people with this meditation uh, stimulus? So all all the meetings I have been going with your dad, you always make people to meditate or to do the breath and to you know to feel better. And today. <laughs> you went, you know, the same way. You 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 got this one minute, you know, you had to do it with all of us. And I think it's something that's helping it's helping all of us because people had to meditate to get out of the stress. People had to, you know, to stop. And, and I always admire how you start your meetings and now you have the chance again, you show to us that you are doing the right thing when you ask us to stop, close your eyes and see what your breath is going. So thank you. And that's one of the reasons you're here. Thank you. So Mr. Fingerman, what is the best advice that, that you have received in your life?
3: Um, thank you for that, by the way, for recognizing the power of what I teach. It's not me, I'm just a vessel. And yes, it's 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 my my uh, calling and, and my mission is, is to uh, teach peace and bring peace in the world. So best advice, two mentors told me the same thing in different ways. My uh, yoga uh, teacher, who I did training with Max Strom, um, who I went on—I don't know—over a, a dozen retreats with uh, over the years. Uh, I, I always, you know, had a question for Max after, you know, the second or third day of retreat, and 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 he and and he'd think about it and he'd answer my question because I was I was trying to improve myself, and I don't know after about the probably the sixth or seventh year we were together and on a retreat. And I asked him one of my profound questions and he just took a breath and he went, Mark, just live your life. <laughs> and I went, got it. And uh, and I'll get to what, what, what that meant. Uh, the next was my mentor uh, as a mediator, Ralph Williams at ADR Services. I, I, He's like the Yoda of mediators at ADR Services. Uh, kind of looks like Yoda a little bit too. At uh, uh, any rate, he I, I shattered him for 20, 30 cases. And at one point he looks at me, he says, Mark, just let the case come to you. Let the case come to you. What does that mean? It means don't impose your will. Most neutrals, mediators, or arbitrators, especially arbitrators, but mediators are trying to impose their will and push people into a, a solution. Or if you let it come to you, if you just listen to what people are saying and really listen, you can get to the heart of the conflict. Just let it come to you. So at the bottom of both of these things, just live your life. Let the case come to you is what? Letting go. Letting go. Letting go of grasping for things, letting go of attachment to the outcome. In the words of of Lao Tzu and the Tao Te Ching, do your work, and then stand back.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much.
4: Preston, how are you? What is the best advice that you have received? in your life? Read everything and listen well. Um, I think reading is fundamental. They always say that on ABC on Saturday mornings, but I, I do believe that the more you get your hands on, the more that you can read, the more that you have time to read and read it, the more you expand your mind, the more you expand your knowledge, the more you expand your perspective of how other people think. You know, if you're a Democrat, read some Republican materials. If you're a Republican, read some Democratic materials. If you're, hey, you you know, it's, it's true, Mark. You know, it, it pays to know how other people think. And then uh, you keep listening, And the old old saying, you got two ears and only one mouth, so double up, keep listening, keep listening. And there's so much rich interactivity that is to be had when you've educated yourself to both sides, when you can speak well and you've heard a person out and you haven't tried to shut them down. There's just so much that we can learn from and get out of each other if we Get well-versed, become knowledgeable, and keep reading. There's, there's always stuff to read. Um, fill that mind up with as much knowledge as possible. Listen for perspective, and then add to the conversation. It creates a richer life and richer opportunities to get to know so many people a more br- with more breadth and more depth than ever before. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Abel, how about you?
2: Uh, well, I had a teacher, a Hawaiian teacher that taught me the Ho'oponopono technique. Um, and I was with him for 10 years. And one day I told him as a joke, I said, I started uh, writing my book. So he said, wonderful. And as a joke, I said, I wrote the table of content. And he said, that's the way you start writing a book. So... Um, for me the the most important thing is uh that you again no I, I I'm going to repeat myself but just being yourself knowing that you have everything that you need inside yourself that uh you are not missing anything or you're you know I wrote like seven books and uh I never took a training about writing books But one of the best advices that he gave me uh, was when I realized I was going to teach because I I wasn't planning to change careers. I was doing really well as an accountant. Um, And I I went and I said, well, I'm going to go and take classes, you know, because I don't know anything about uh, public speaking. And he said, no, that will take all your naturality. All you have to be is yourself. So that being yourself was a biggie for me. Uh, Again, not paying attention what other people. I can be in big crowds and and not get nervous only because I have to be myself. And I'm not there to impress anybody. I'm not there to to see what they are going to say about me. You know, not everybody will like you, but you have to like yourself. And very briefly, I'm going to say, going back to the book thing, because I think it's important. uh, We put in our minds, like uh, Mark was saying, uh, things, you know, I cannot do it or I, you know, I don't know. I don't have what it takes, whatever. Um, So my, in Croatia, my organizer says, you know, we don't have enough time to publish your book. Uh, This was many years ago. And I saw the red, Carolina, but I will take 30 seconds. So anyway, uh, she says the publisher, you know, the professional said we cannot do, they cannot do it on time. And and she says, could I publish it? And I said, yeah, go ahead. So when I get to Croatia, I just go directly from the airport to to give the conference, to present the book. And I look at the book in Croatian and it's perfect. You know, bound and everything, and and I'm as I'm talking to the people. I said, look, the professional says it cannot be done. Look at the book, beautiful, yeah, professionally done. She says the good, the amazing thing is she's not a publisher, and I'm not enough. I'm not a writer <laughs> because really I'm not a writer, even though that I wrote seven books. But when you do things from your heart, I mean, everything works.
1: Thank That's you. Best advice. That's the best advice. And also you, you said something about the social mirror, right? The social mirror. Were... So the social mirror. Has always yes. Looking at us and Ms. So we have to yeah. get rid of that most of the yeah. time. So thank you. What well, about to, to the third question? And I'm going to choose for the first one, Mr. Preston. Preston, I forgot to tell you that the reason that you are in this panel is because I really believe you are a very good leader. When you are in the meetings, you're always helping people. You always are saying good things about people. And you, you know, you impress me. I, I, I really, there are things that we can learn from you. You are very, very proactive when you do your leadership. So I'm gonna ask you, what is the most positive experience that you share with someone from another culture? Could you repeat that question one more time, sir? Yes. What is the most positive experience that you share with someone from another culture?
4: Um, That's varied. Uh, Wow, let me collect my thoughts before I answer you comprehensively. Okay, here we go. I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Most people don't know that Detroit, Michigan, is basically 90% African-American, 10% other. As I shared with uh, Jorge and the rest of the members of my panel, I had five non-Black friends the entire time that I grew up. I came out to California. I was the chocolate chip on mostly a multicultural cookie. And there was a whole lot to be learned from that experience in the fact that the first place where I actually went to school was Pasadena City College lots of diversity, lots of diversity of thought, lots of obviously diversity of ethnicity, and there was so much to be learned. Once again, listen twice as much as you speak, so I had a lot of time and a lot of opportunities to learn, to listen, and it led me to have the opportunity to take class in Spanish, Armenian, Mandarin, Cantonese, and really get to dive deep, go broad and go deep in the cultures that I learned their language in And one of the opportunities that I had, the best opportunity I ever had, was when I had an opportunity to give the commencement speech at an Armenian school here in Pasadena. So obviously you can imagine the audience is basically, out of 800 people who were there, 780 of them were of Armenian heritage. And I walk up to give my commencement speech and it was absolute silence. And they, started to look at me like this, like, what is this guy going to do, what is he going to say? And when Armenian came out of my mouth, the jaws dropped. It was the the most amazing thing. And people thought I only knew a couple of words. I didn't. I knew how to read, I knew how to write, I knew how to speak, and I gave a 20-minute speech in Armenian. Uh And needless to say, after after I was done and I took my bow, I got a standing ovation um and afterwards people were coming up want kids were the little kids that were there wanted to take pictures of me pictures with me like I was show and tell it was the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me um i do it again I got a copy of the yearbook and there I am in the yearbook so and that was 10 years ago literally 10 years ago and some of those people who remember that event still come up to me and say, I remember you. You were a part of my graduation. You made my graduation special. Mm -hmm. So I will always say, read, listen, learn. It opens the world. And for in my own life, in my own experience, um, being willing to take that first step to get to know someone other who you may not consider your brother is some of the most Enriching opportunity that you can ever take in your life. So that's me. That's Preston Harrow.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, Preston. You are you are a, you are a good example for for all of the for all of the cultural way of communicating. So, Mister Fingerman, how about you? What is the the, the the most positive experience that you have with her?
3: Well, that that's that's a really easy question. Uh, getting married to my Japanese wife. Okay. That was the most positive experience. And it's a it's a we've been married now four years, and it, it's a daily adventure in high context versus low context cultures. And if you don't know what that means, you need to study it if you're going to work in a multicultural environment. real brief summary. High context is where she's from. Uh, most of Asia falls within that uh, uh, Latin America. Uh, and that means that how you're perceived by your society is everything. How you're perceived by your friends and family is everything, OK? Your individual interests are way secondary to that. Low-context culture, welcome to America. Uh, As <laughs> yes, I, I recently saw in the movie, America's not a country. It's a business. And, and <laughs> And and, you know, so pay me, Um, uh, that was a line out of a movie uh, with an explicative afterward. Um, But um, so yeah, so low context, high context. And so it's a daily exposure to that, which is very enriching. Uh, I always have to be mindful that her sense of face, her sense of dignity, her sense of honor is the most important thing to her. And it's a lesson that I learn every day.
1: Thank you, thank you, Mark. Mabel, how are you? Is the most wow important? i I'm mean, impressed.
3: you have, I'm you impressed.
5: have been
1: traveling all over the world, right? So you have a lot of experiences with an agriculture so
2: yes I, I i actually didn't think of of what I'm gonna share with you, but uh the stories that uh, Mark and Preston share impressed me really uh Preston what did, I do have a question What did you learn in Armenia?
4: How, University, how did you find me? The University of Colorado Boulevard, also known <laughs> as Pasadena City College.
2: Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> okay, so Jorge, yes, you are right. I travel around the world and everybody always asks me, what's your best uh, um what they call the best place you you seen, you know, and everything. But what I got from traveling around the world and working with so many people, different cultures, different uh, languages, races, religions, we are all family. And I think that's the most important thing that we realize that We all have the same questions, the the same challenges. We are all looking for the same things. But actually, you know, I I was inspired to to share an experience that I had in Chile. Um, In the first uh, break in the seminars, a Palestinian uh, guy came to me and he said, I don't agree with anything you just told us. And actually, I didn't want to come because when I saw your Jewish last name, I thought, what does he have to teach me? Yeah. So I actually listened to him. I practice what I teach. So I kept my mouth shut and um, and and I took responsibility. So but he he went on telling me what he believed. And because I didn't go into my (laughs) what my intellect was saying, yes, and, and the judgments and everything um i actually was able to listen and when he finished i said you know i think we are talking about the same thing but we are just calling it different names would you be willing to stay because i think really we are talking about the same thing he stayed and the next day he came and he had really a a big challenge and he was able to practice what he learned and he came back on the next day and he said this really works (laughs) you know and at the end of the seminar, he said, this is peace in the Middle East. So and that's it.
1: And that's what your dreams are, right?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. But yeah. we have to keep working at it.
1: <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Mabel. Now, the last question is going to be for uh, Mark. Mark, how do you empower yourself after failing a project?
3: Um, well, that, that assumes fact's not in evidence <laughs> that that I fail at anything. I really don't. But um, when things don't go uh, the way people would have liked them to have gone, um, uh, and I, I feel like I've, I've let people down, a sense of failure. For example, a case doesn't settle in the first session of mediation. It's like walking out of a courtroom and and having a ruling against you. It's it, lawyers in the room here, you know the feeling. It's, so what do i do i go outdoors really simple i go outdoors and reconnect with nature i go for a surf i go for a a road ride or a mountain bike ride i go for a hike and just reconnect with my breath and in nature and just let go and have a beer
1: okay all right <laughs> and go ahead with life because life sometimes, you know, everything goes fine and sometimes yeah. fell in pieces, right? Yeah, it's all on your mind anyway. That's, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's another class. That's another thing that we had to talk about. It. So, Mabel, how about you? So
2: what is failure? <laughs> failure, yes. it's only we don't learn. Because that's part of, they said, it's the other uh, side of the coin of you know success and, and failure i mean you have to go through life learning so i think only you know you fail if you so i if you don't learn so i don't call it failure either i mean i, I heard once les brown said failure is my vitamin i take it every day so because you know earth is a school so we are all here you know learning um what i do i keep going (laughs) now nobody stops me (laughs) so you know it's the way i am um but really i i cannot think of things that i said oh i fell at this or that well some things don't work my way but i always know that everything is right and perfect so i just keep going
1: okay all right so basically, okay, let's see what Preston says about it. Preston. What, what, how do you empower yourself after failing the project? Uh,
4: it's interesting you asked that question because I took it a variety of different ways. Um, <laughs> as a parent of little people, uh, there, there have been times when um, I wasn't able to help my child in the best way that I would have liked, and I wasn't able to help her prepare the best project for school. Sure, I mean, I'm at the office, and I think I'm getting a little bit of feedback from someone. Farinati Graciela? Yeah. Okay, Um, but I'll keep going. You know, so I, I take it that you can fail your child, you can fail your boss, you can fail your friends. You can have failure come in a variety of different ways. And I think all of them are relevant. I mean, you can fail your boss and they could fire you, but it's just as serious if you fail your spouse or if you fail your friends or if you fail your kids, no matter what the project is, because they've all brought something to us that they needed us to do. So I look at every last one of those relationships as an opportunity to exceed and succeed. But I may have failed my family, failed my friends fail my employer. So once again, I go back to being, going back um, and listening for feedback. And then probably the toughest thing for me of all is to just own how I failed to these people who may have been relying on me. I mean, the worst time that I, had, that I felt failure was when I didn't help my six-year-old get her assignment into school on time. And you know you get when you see your six-year-old drop their head and start crying, you know that you failed your kid. So I needed to go back to my own little kid and look her in the eye and get down on my knees and say, "Daddy failed you. Daddy, sorry. How can how can daddy do better?" And then I got to listen to my kid, be willing to put two ears on and shut this mouth and listen to how I can better things with my own kid. Sure, if I can fail a client, but I failed my kid. So. Who's gonna have the deeper effect on my life going forward? My kid. I do wanna do a good job for my clients. So it's easy to own it to the client, say, hey, I didn't put my best work forth. How can I do better? You know, I own it, I did it, how can I do better? So I think a lot of times when it comes to failure, how you pick yourself back up is how you go back to the people who you've harmed, own that you did something less than what you expected, and ask them for forgiveness, and say, "What can I do to do it better the next time?" Granted the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Thank right.
1: you. Thank you, thank you, Preston. Thank you so much. Well, you know, we finished for four questions, and I think, I think that is a good a good thing that we recorded this.
0: Wait, I think Mark didn't get a chance to um, give the last question to answer.
1: Mark. So, yes, we the- did first. Yeah, oh. sure. Hey, I have, remember, yeah,
3: have
0: a beer
1: yeah it was yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah, yeah have a beer uh, no it's okay but you know <laughs> what, what i think that is what what i was saying that it was a i think it's a very very good idea that we recorded this because we had a lot of information and we have a lot of things that is going to be able we are going to be able to go back to refresh those things because it's like you know going to 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 a travel when you're going to different cities and you go one after another and after this you you haven't seen anything because this is a lot of information and Mark and Marvel and, and, and Preston, you know, they, they said right things that maybe we should go back and listen to them again in order to implement in our lives. So this is going to be recorded, so that's a good thing. And now Pamela is trying to do the breakout rooms, right? right. I have, uh, Carolina, I did something. Have you done the breakout rooms?
0: I am creating them right now. What do you think about five breakup rooms with
1: three, four? I did already. So, so. Okay, perfect. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is it's going to be a breakout room and uh, you can discuss from this meeting, from these four questions, what is the best or what is the best thing that you can find in yourself to teach to the other person? So it's going to be 10 minutes, it's going to be three people or four people, so you can take half a a minute to talk about yourself, what you do, and then, see, it's something that we said was important for you. You see, when when you are doing two seminars or are in your regular life, that someone comes and say to you something, and you say, boom, this is what I want to hear, this is going to change something in my life. What did you find in the four questions with the three leaders, what is for you, something that you may carry for your life, for now or for your future life, something they said, what What was it? So, don't be shy, let's go to the record room, you know, and <laughs> uh, let's share this. And I'm gonna open now, um, and I hope you have a good time. Have I'm sorry, I, ha-
3: I have to run yeah. to another meeting. So, thank you all, it was an honor to participate and uh, be of service and to learn. Uh, from the group and just absorb the good vibe. So thank you, thank you
0: in time. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Thank
3: you yeah. very much.
1: Okay. You're very welcome. Bye. 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 That's so why I want to share something about the 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 breakout room that you talk about it for one minute.
0: I Is think it? we're talking about the whole low context versus high context that Mark talked about and you know how that applies i come from our high context living in a low context and having to switch my brain back and forth you know um high context they tend to be implied speech and we tend to socialize like a coconut where low context is americans they're direct they're individual and so I, I'm, a, I'm a coconut hard shell so it takes me a long time to really let my guard down but when i do you're welcome to all my people like your paddle family while Americans, it's more individual, you In know, low context, they're like a peach. They are very warm, welcoming, but then they are, there's a part where it takes a while for them to open up as well. So it's helped me as a network to be, okay, it's not going to be the same thing I'm used to or that I grew up with to really adjust, to listen, to learn, and the reading that person talk about that can be prepared as I'm dealing with different people from different cultures.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Someone else? What else have seen?
5: I, I can share. Um, please, please, my name please. is Drusilla, mm. So I, I was uh, in the room with uh, amazing Christina in Preston, and uh, I wasn't. It was interested. I was interested how uh, Preston was listening to our stories, asking questions about uh, Christina and the life in Belize compared to the life in America, how the intermarriage of, uh, the culture of intermarriage uh, about her parents, how is it affecting her growing up and how she sees uh, diversity in Belize compared to California. And then he was interested to know about uh, Rwanda because I survived the genocide. I was there in 1994. So he was asking if, uh, when I say I'm from Rwanda, if people tend to ask me about genocide. And that is the case. Many people know Rwanda about the 1994 genocide, and I was there. So, um, my uh, Preston, you are a good listener. Uh, you are interesting, and uh, <laughs> and like it was Jorge, nice meeting you. Yeah, it
0: was like what Jorge mentioned that Preston gives the attention to others in the room and not on himself, right? So the focus was more on Rosella and myself as opposed to him. So, um thank you, Preston.
1: Thanks <laughs> Someone else wanna say something about today's meeting, about any any thought? Okay, so I, 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 uh, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna say something Please. Uh, uh, because in well, I had the pleasure of meeting David and I was, Valerie was there. And one thing that I didn't say that I think is so important, and Valerie gave me the the um, inspiration. Uh, Because I love when I see young people, you know, and I love to work with young people and tell them, you don't have to be perfect, you know. Um, So that was a big one for me. And I was looking at Valerie, you know, I don't know how old she is, but uh, she looks young and she's doing big business and and I love it. And, And I'm sure sometimes she doubts, but again, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Just be yourself.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Maribel. Someone else?
2: Can I say something? I was Tara, in a group. Of course, with... of course. I was, for,
1: I was waiting for you. We were waiting. If Tara is here, she's going to say She has to say something. Of course, Tara. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: Thank you. No, I was sorry. I was just going to say it was interesting. I was in a group, the group with um, Jorge, Felix, and Christina. And you know what? Uh, and um, Like Felix explained. That you know, following you, you know, you know what you want to do and you have this dream and you must take action. And that to me was so meaningful. And look where he is now. He's communicating to folks all over the world and spreading what he needs to do. And every day he plans with his partner to figure out, OK, where do I go next? What do I need to do to, you know, make sure, take action of what my dream has been? And it was really interesting. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tara Isaac, yeah, you want
5: to say something? Sí, uh, very thank you uh, for everyone. It's my first time in this event. In well, in Spanish, I, I I have the experience for 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 a stay in community. Spanish, maybe two or three, but in in only English with other people is my first experience. I I i i think it's very good because i know i i know other people different country and um, experience um, and yeah, i i like to i, I like to hear all, all people um i w- i would like to learn um in the uh, more about about person
3: okay.
1: okay thank you thank you Isaac, thank you so much someone else Okay, so, no? All right. uh, Pamela, with your permission, I would like to give two minutes to to Dr. Felix Laksha to talk about about the project, because this is a very, very important project, and also, Dr. Felix has been, been, you know, doing a real thing to save the earth, so it's something we have to pay attention. My friend Felix. You had two minutes. Yeah.
0: You want to unmute yourself? Unmute yourself, Felix. We can't hear you. Yes. OK,
6: uh, number one, I never give up. And one of these days was the Friendship Day, Dia de la Amor y la Amistad, you know, the Friendship Day. And uh, a friend of mine wrote me and he said, uh, congratulations, you never give up. And I said, you know what? Because uh, my goals are my first priority. And the goal is really to help humanity. And believe it or not, this is, it may sound, I don't know, incredible but one person can do a difference. And because you start joining someone else and someone else. So basically what I wanted to say is, uh, uh, we're getting ready to, to do a world Congress. If any of you listeners would like to join, and uh, there are many possibilities to join this, I mean, this effort, please, I will ask uh, my dear Jorge to give you or my, uh, my address or my my email or my phone and uh, feel free to contact me and we can work out a, a way that you can assist this uh, big effort that we're doing believe me the planet needs it badly because we can be doing any type of uh, project in different different aspects different walks of life but we are forgetting the place that we're standing the place that we're sitting so please again if you feel free uh, do contact me and it'll be an honor to contact you and let you know which way you can uh, be of some help in this huge effort gracias Jorge thank you Jorge no,
1: no you're, you're welcome you, you know that the, the Hispanic Network community is always you not know, towards to help the earth and in something like this a project that we are opening as well so we're always we helping you, Felix, you know that. Because
2: and um, I'm sorry, Felix, you mentioned something about uh, trash. And uh, I, my my nephew in Mexico, he has dedicated himself to that, to converting oh, yeah. So if you are interested, I can put you in contact. Oh, no
6: doubt about it. I definitely yeah. need it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Do you see custom- the city that he is in? District uh, of Ejera, or any city? Okay
2: yeah in the in the district of federal so
1: sí. oh, please yeah. i
2: definitely need to contact him i definitely. yeah yeah because he has a, a very interesting project yeah,
1: yeah. okay Mabel, i'm gonna send him his uh oh, Felix email so you you can please so on my side pamela i really appreciate you know i have been a moderator i really thanks um i think Preston and mark to come here and you know, it was a it was a privilege for me, and so happy today. So you know, these those days that things work because what we are doing is following the mission to put the committees together. So thank you, Pamela, for this opportunity you have given to me and to all of us. Thanks so much. So,
0: thank you. well, oh, you're welcome, and it's been an honor, a pleasure. I'm always learning so much from each one of you. Thank you, Preston, Mabel, for taking the time to come and share with us your wisdom. And Jorge, for all the ideas and the support. It's been so instrumental. I really do appreciate that. Our next gathering is March 17th at 11 a.m. I will send out an email with all the information. March is Women's Month and we'll have a panel of women who are pioneers in their industry to discuss the challenges they faced, how they've overcome them, lessons learned, and Tara will be one of them. So I will send all the information so you can log in and come support women who are jumping in there and creating seats, tables, rooms so that the next generation can have it much easier. So I look forward to seeing you all next
5: time.
1: So thank you. Then a big round of applause to all of us, right? That we are doing yes. that. Right? Okay. Yep.
5: <laughs> thank you, George. Thank you.